0: I'm having flashbacks to our earlier seasons, Christy. I used to – remember how I used to get the giggles every time after we did our intro?
1: I do, but, you know, this was so my fault. Context for everyone. I'm trying this new trend. I'm trying to moisturize my hands because my skin has just been, like, v dry recently. So I put on Vaseline and cotton gloves that I, like, ordered online special, but I can't – like, I keep holding up my hands, and you can
0: see I look like a murderer – I need to, like, take a picture of this, but I also, like, don't want to – don't want anyone to see Christy. I almost, I I almost feel fancy. I wish that
1: you they were, the like, elbow – I wish that they were elbow length. I, I wish I would could show you
0: guys. Thing. So it's, like, a cross between, like, Bridgerton, you know, dainty gloves and also, like, murder gloves.
1: Yeah, because um, they're, they're, like, tight at the – at the wrist in kind, of, in kind of an elegant way. I'll have Zach take a pic. Thank you, thank you. Can you. Can we'll, be the we'll cover it. I was going to say it can be like the cover image for this. I'm dead.
0: Um, okay. So that's actually contrary to what you might think. This episode is not about skincare, no. even though I could talk your ear off about that. This episode is about managing diabetes in a world where we're back out there and doing some social things with friends and kind of how to field questions, some rude comments that I'm sure aren't meant to to be malicious, but also can be, you know, like kind of how do you take things now? Um, but the older we get, I don't know about you, Christy, the older I get, the longer I've had diabetes, which by the way, this is my eighth anniversary um, in like old. two weeks. Thank you. Thank you. I've made it Pre- this pre-Mosel. far. Yeah. Pre-Masel. Um, but yeah, the older I get, the the more I like to educate people, but also the less patience I have. And I think that's just also like a COVID world type of thing where I'm like, guys, just like stay on your own shit and leave me alone. <laughs> but, uh Christy, how have you because I know you're not in office right now. Um yeah. you're not, you know, but we're still out and about. You just moved into a new home. You are, you know, with your family more these days because you moved back to New Jersey. So, like, how how has the uh, refresher with not just your family but with friends been for you? Like, have you realized some friends forget, like, you beep sometimes and things like that?
1: So, it's actually not so much friends. It's more people that I'm first meeting and I, I never like to blame the other person in social interactions because I know that I can be so awkward. I think because I use humor as such a coping mechanism, if like my alarm goes off or you know I just beep as CGMs etc. do, or I'm checking my blood sugar manually, whatever. Um, I think because I present so comfortable with it, and it's not necessarily that I'm uncomfortable with the fact that I have diabetes, but I feel like if I make a joke about it, like if someone asks, "Oh, are you diabetic?" I don't know why my go-to phrase is like "As the day is long." I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It just rolls off the tongue. Honestly, I I love it. I think sometimes people take that as a, oh, so like you're someone I can just like make a kind of borderline rude commentary. Like I can ask an inappropriate question about diabetes and no, like you can, I always think that there's room for a sense of humor, but I can joke about it in a way that others can't. And I feel like my... Family knows the boundary just because we've made jokes about it so much. Um,
0: and when we say jokes, we don't necessarily mean like, oh, I, I ate too many cookies. Now I'm diabetic. It's more like, oh, I'm a pincushion or like, you know, things yeah. like that, kind of coping with it in a different way, which I know some people cope with it in, you know, a less uh, PC way in terms of jokes, but Christy's not saying her family talks to her like that. I just wanted to
1: clarify. No, we. I, I feel so, I'm so comfortable with my family. We can be silly with it, but you know, I won't name names, but someone in recent years, I'm not even going to identify or like pinpoint the timeline. Yeah, don't do um, that. I, I'm sure I made my, as the day is long joke and the person's response to, oh, are you diabetic? As the day is long was, oh yeah, I could tell just by looking at you. <gasps> I know he was making a joke, but That is just so offensive, whether you're type 1, you're type 2. There is such a spectrum of body Uh, types. There's no one look to a person who has diabetes in the same way that there's no one person who has any other autoimmune disease looks. It just was such a, like, oh, you seem okay with it. Like, I can make, presumably, like, I can make a fat joke or something. Like, it was just so inappropriate it's not at my, it was not at my current job but it was actually a co-worker at a previous position and yeah
0: it I just found, it, was, I, it was so
1: like weird because I was in the workplace too so I was like I don't know how boldly to respond to this because right, you have your, set your work the, face on
0: you can't be gonna, like hold my earrings Let's exactly
1: and it's just gonna set the tone then because I was like I don't want to be right. known as the person who can't take a joke but then do I want my reputation in this place of work to be someone who allows people to speak to me that way? Like, it was just very entrapping. I just laughed it off. But it's that's one of those instances that has always haunted me because, you know, I was fully an adult at this point. I "I feel like I should have had something more to say to that. But me making a joke about it, about something that I deal with, is one thing for someone else to jump in with a comment like that. I was just shocked that, you know, this day and age, someone would make like a diabetes fat joke to a diabetic person at work.
0: I just there's just like whew, so much to unpack there and none of it has to do with you. Like I buckle up everyone and you you're signing up for another Emily Tangent. But I have found that up. I just okay. First things first, I want to say that it's 2022. Obviously, this wasn't in recent year, like the last however many years, but I can't tell you how many times and I, you know, this is in my workplace too and not even in my workplace, but like editing stories that have to do with type 2 diabetes as opposed to type 1. I can't tell you the amount of ignorance and misinformation that there is around all the dis- all forms of diabetes. And I have like full... Hikey made it my mission to change the way that we're discussing forms of types of diabetes because there's so much emphasis put on weight that is such utter bullshit. Like I can't even if I had a dollar for every time I was like, Did you guys know how Halle Berry's type two? Like, did you know like this person's type two? Like it's it's an invisible illness for a reason. Like this is bullshit. So there's so much there, but Something that you you mentioned, like in this story, really kind of took me back to my um, sexual harassment training for work. Uh, There's just such an overlap in the way that, like, we as women feel like we need to consider how we're going to react to something because we are already at this, like, supposed, you know, like, we're already expected to keep our emotions in check to a certain extent. We're already expected to do a lot of these things. And I'm not turning this into like a feminist rant. I'm just saying that it's really so interesting that that was the first thing that my mind went to because I do think that it is a built an ability thing versus disability. And this isn't, you know, there's the whole debate is type one, a disability, is this a disability, whatever. But at the end of the day, like, no, you know, non-diabetics aren't, on the receiving end of these statements. So the same thing about like, oh, if a woman could do this, like, you know, it's, it's, I'm not making a ton of sense here, but bear with me. Moral of, I think that nothing you can say would w- make it okay. Like nothing you could have, there's nothing you could have done differently or you should have done That would have made that person's reaction okay. And I know it is super hard because I can't tell you how many times I just try and laugh off these jokes because I've gotten to this point where it's like, I am tired. Like, we're tired. We're keeping ourselves alive. We're functioning as an organ that's not fully functioning. We have full time jobs. We have relationships. We have like friends. We have. We pay taxes, like we're functioning members of society. I have a chihuahua. My hands are yeah, full. Exactly. exactly. Um, I like to call them chihuahuas, but that's me' hear, <laughs> there. It's just – it's too – sometimes it just feels like too much of a freaking burden to like have to explain to someone like, no, you're wrong. So I had a similar situation occur a couple of months ago. I was meeting a friend's significant other for the first time and they said – some, we were talking about like how much we love donuts from Krispy Kreme or something funny. And the person was just like, yeah, um, you know, talking about their significant other being like, yeah, they eat so many donuts, they're going to end up with diabetes. And I just like felt a little piece of me break off. I know it doesn't, it seems like I'm being dramatic, but I have to say, like, I've been so secluded living in my COVID bubble that now that I'm like entering into the world again and doing things with – obviously, I've been keeping up with my friends and I – you know, it's it's not like I'm meeting a ton of new people. So it's kind of like feels like a, it's this extra chip on my shoulder that I forgot I have to bring up sometimes and I don't have to bring it up but like, you know, if someone sees my my Omnipod, my pump or my Dexcom, my CGM – continuous glucose monitor it's like oh yeah i need to like it's okay that they're asking i'm all for asking questions but there's such a fine line between asking questions and an ignorant statement and i do think it's like obviously systemic because you know there's a lot of misinformation out there but the fact that that happened in your workplace and you had to be chill about it like i remember when this person said that i was just like haha like i just kind of like um I, me and my friend just like, or I was, I think it was Matt, Matt and I just kind of looked at each other and we we're like, okay. And then I just, kept are you going to, are you going to tell him or am I? Yeah. We just like both didn't have it in us and we just like continued, but it was just like, it takes, it takes, like, I feel like I forgot about it. I don't know. I literally it- have been living in a bubble. So now a word from one of our sponsors. Hey, Christy, have you heard of us med supply? I think I've seen a commercial
1: for it. It's a medical supply company, right?
0: Yeah, but apparently they're the number one distributor for Freestyle Libre Systems nationwide, the number one specialty distributor for Omnipod Dash, and the number one fastest growing Tandem distributor nationwide. Plus they're rated as the number one distributor in Dexcom customer satisfaction surveys.
1: Ooh, sounds like something I need to check out. Do they partner with most insurance companies?
0: Yep, and they'll even help us get set up and work with our insurance companies so we don't have to spend hours on the phone.
1: The actual dream.
0: Right, we and all of our pals can head to usmed.com backslash pals or call 888 721 1516 to sign up now.
1: Already on their website.
0: And now back to the episode.
1: Definitely jolts you a little bit. Um, In more recent times, I met the parents of a friend from college, and I hadn't met them before, and I know that there was absolutely no harm meant. But it was actually one of my first times out of my like COVID bubble. And when I went to say hello to the mom, I was like, oh my God, Like I've known your child for years. Like This is so nice to meet you. And she was like, oh, are you the diabetic friend? And I was like, I so know that you probably were told nothing positive things like Christy's been involved with the podcast, et cetera. But I was immediately cast there. And I couldn't believe how at a loss for words... I was and then it's like a punch to the gut right and then uh, later when we went to eat like everyone was just kind of taking what they wanted and of course she just like happened to be right there and just screams at the dessert table like wait can you have that and I was like why would I be reaching for it if I couldn't eat it but it's just like the the those looks from people like is she doing something she's not supposed to do and I it just makes me feel like that stereotypical character in movies like When the dad has to go on a diet and the whole family's like, dad, you can't have that. And I was just like, oh, God, I can, though.
0: I feel that. Like, to this day, I have family members that ask me, like, oh, like, should you be eating that? Can you eat that?
1: And it's just like... I would not be reaching to put it in my mouth if I thought for any reason I could not have it. Well, it's just like, we're not children.
0: You know, let's say, you know, let's say any form of diabetes was even, you know, related to like one piece of cake, if that's going to put someone over the edge. And they're gonna eat it. Like, who are is anyone else to tell them not to, other than their doctor? Like, are you their doctor? No. So keep it to yourself. Like, I strongly feel that way. Whether it's someone's lactose intolerant or gluten free, unless you're sharing the bed with that person for the night, and you're like, "Geez, can you like lay off? You know, it's gonna cause the toots or something. <laughs> like, lay it off." But it's just like it's not your business and. It's like my body my choice. If I want to have this piece of cake, let me eat this damn piece of cake. And you know what? My blood sugar goes up to 400. I'm going to live with the consequences. Not you. So leave me alone.
1: <laughs> I just think people and again, I'd like to give people the benefit of the doubt. I think it might have been in her way like trying to Oh, for sure. She's show trying support, to like trying to be okay with it, but
0: I think she's probably trying to show that she cares
1: in her own way. It just It still hurts. It, but it just, to give the contrast, or just like that's as personal as it gets, like I was staying there that night versus in the workplace, like there's no right way for people to assume what the tone is. And I think that when people don't really understand, they wanna, they just kind of wanna connect with you. They wanna show you that they're okay with it or say the exact wrong thing that makes it seem like they're not. Just sometimes less is more, guys. Like for any, non-diabetic listeners, like if you're not sure what the right thing to say is, it's actually okay to just kind of follow our lead and not, yeah, like don't make the joke or ask the question that you're like, hmm, this might be totally inappropriate. Like and it's also okay. I don't mind answering questions. Like if someone wants to understand if someone wants to ask straight up like what's the difference between type one and two, I have so much more time for that than someone making a statement that shows how much they're assuming. So if you want to ask a question, I'm happy to, but I I always really appreciate when people say, I'm not sure if this is the right way to ask this or, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to assume, but like it, it might seem silly and unnecessary, but even if it's a friend of yours, who's diabetic, like putting in that little bit of extra effort just to say, like, I am trying and I'm trying not to be offensive. It sometimes is a little bit nicer. Like it inherently makes the potentially problematic question a little bit nicer to just say, like, I'm trying to phrase this right. Like I'm trying to get this right.
0: Right. I feel like, for me, one of my favorite things that consistently comes up is, like, oh, you know, I had a cat that was diabetic or, oh, I had a dog that was diabetic. And that honestly just makes me chuckle. Like, I'm not mad about that. It's definitely old. It gets old. It's, like, yeah, I can't imagine that must be difficult, like –
1: Sorry for your loss. It, I
0: truly do. And that sounded like sarcasm, but, like, I would hate to have to inject a dog or a cat. Like, that sounds sad. It doesn't sound like a fun time. But at the same time, like, here we are. You know, right. <laughs> you
1: it's, know? I'm not the one it's, to, like – They're
0: trying to connect with us, you know? Mm-hmm. They're trying to be like, oh, you know. It's like the way I talk about myself all the time when someone – like, I try to equate my experiences with someone else's to be like, oh, yeah, we have these – we ha- we can connect. But um, it it, it comes from – usually it comes from a good place. I I much rather people ask me questions um, like fully. I think I had one time a guy hitting on me at a bar. This was obviously years ago. um, (laughs) Being like, oh, yeah, like you got – he was an EMT and he was like, oh, yeah, trigger warning for anyone listening. If you get easily offended by horrible comments about things, then might want to take a second. But um, he was like, "Aren't you worried about losing your legs?" And I was like, "You're an EMT." <laughs> I literally said that. I was like,
1: "You're in the medical dude." Team? I'm worried
0: about you saving people. Like, I mean, I know again that's not fair because they're obviously trained for very specific things, and they didn't go to medical school and all this stuff. But I was just kind of like, "Why would you ever ask someone if they're afraid to lose their legs?" There's no good situation in which that's okay. Like i'm sorry what so i just like and this was probably like six years ago i just am kind of now anything else someone says to me is like
1: pales in comparison that is so gross i hate that also how did he think that that was like kind of results in anything positive
0: yeah, I don't know. I mean, that wasn't his pickup line. Like, he we were already like talking. I think he was saying something about how he picked up a diabetic who had no legs, like the week before or something. And I was like, dude, this is not the way to get my number. I
1: was gonna say, like, like no. aren't you worried about losing your legs? At yeah, all. you know, you're right. Let's get out of here. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah I was like, <laughs> oh, you know, nothing turns me on than my mortality. Like no response to that. No, and some people yeah. also will jump in and say like oh my so-and-so was diabetic yeah like she lost fingers like she had all this horrible stuff happen like okay like because then you feel like you're in a position where you need to say sorry and just say wow I tend to just be like wow like not the head like yeah yeah I'm always what like I'm sorry am I to su- hear that what am I supposed to
0: I mean that's rough but say? also like yeah I don't know I think that for every oh, um for every comment that makes me queasy I also like to try and remember the the nice comments, like you're you know, you're killing it. Love the podcast, or like wow, like I don't know. I also hate it when people are like I I couldn't do that. I'm like, well, if it's that oh, or death, do it. That that so. was
1: a that was a big thing when I was first diagnosed. Because um, I was diagnosed when I was 17, obviously in high school. You're just like hormonal and trying to find yourself. And you're about to go to college. Like, there's just... I was Basically, I was already feeling like I had this huge handicap, and I did not like to talk about it with my friends at all, but obviously, I didn't want to not hang out with them. And I feel like it was just a very popular comment whenever I would go to inject myself. Just, oh my God, I could never, I could never inject myself. Like, oh, I could never stick a needle in my body. I'm like, well, you know what? Actually, if you had to, you would, because... I just straight up say that
0: I've like to this day, people will be like, oh, I could never if I had to change my pump or something, people are like, oh, I could never do that. I was like, yeah, I used to say that. And then it was this or die. So here I am. And that that shuts people up pretty quickly. Um, all this to say. This has turned into a rant sesh that I'm always here for. But in, as far as like some tangible things for those who are newly diagnosed or people who want to refresh on how to handle situations, obviously, I'm not the queen of etiquette, but I will say when in doubt just take a deep breath um i think i've i've realized now when i was younger i would definitely definitely when i was first diagnosed i'd try to explain everything to people and just be like you know, try to get them to see things in a certain way and now I'm just like I really do pick and choose my battles like if someone you can't save is, everyone
1: it's it's not your you job can't save everyone. not your job you to can't. explain social etiquette or give a scientific breakdown about why what they said is incorrect it's not your job if you have the energy for it and you feel like you can handle it at that time it's Are you entire, to? like read the situation if it's something no. you want to do and it's going to make you feel better to speak your piece I'm always like on the diabetics team cuz I'm biased but I'm allowed to be. Um but it's also <laughs> not your it's not your job if you're not up for it. You're not yeah. a diabetes educator. It's not, like it's, not, are, your ex- not. it's not your job to explain to people what you deal with why you're dealing with it or again when people say things that are like scientifically incorrect and they're like trying to correct what I know about diabetes, I I kind of hardly ever even go there cuz I'm like oh, I God. have an God. I have an endocrinologist. I'm not looking for like another one at
0: whatever social got in a fight with a family member who is a doctor who tried to tell me that alcohol raises someone's blood sugar and I was like (laughs) like I was like um yeah like a frozen margarita will, but like do you want to watch my Dexcom after I've had two glasses of wine like Do you want to watch my – deck like, full-on fight. And I was like, I can't discuss this with you anymore. Like, I just can't. And also, like, stop practicing medicine. But (laughs) I just – you know, and this is par for the course with a lot of medical – people that work in the medical field. If you are not a specialist in a certain field, I've realized that, like, I really don't want to hear it. I said what I said. Like, if you are not an endocrinologist, if you are not a specialist, like, a nurse that works with – I just, like – I'm sure you've seen things, and you obviously know more than I do about a lot of things medically. But no one knows our bodies like us. Um, so, yeah, I've said a lot of incriminating things on this episode. But I will say, at the end of the day, the best thing, the best. Yeah, sorry, thing you had know. you had an
1: actual tip there that was beautiful. You said, "Take a breath if you want to yeah, build on things.
0: that." Take a breath. Decide if it's worth you know, decide if this is maybe a relationship that's uh, just starting and you want to set things, you know, straight on, you know, set boundaries for yourself moving forward with this person about how you want to discuss diabetes. Sure. Take that conversation, maybe like bring it up the next time after you've thought about it some more or just, you know, give, take the chance to educate where you can. Or if you're like, Hey, I'm exhausted. I don't feel this right now. That's okay too. And that's something that I think has taken me a longer time to realize, especially when a lot of people aren't really open to hearing what you have to say. They just kind of like, oh, you know, I made this joke or I did this thing, but they don't really care because it doesn't pertain to them. Like they don't have diabetes. So they're like not given a second thought to it, which is a lot of people, which is, it doesn't make them bad people. It just, you know, it means they're thinking about them. So I'm going to think about me and sa- save my my peace and not go down that path. I think there's a time and a place for everything. And if you feel like this is something that will bring you joy or maybe lessen a p- knot in your stomach, then do it up. But you really don't have to.
1: Yeah. And I find that giving examples... um, to your friends and to your loved ones of experiences that haven't gone well and you don't need to share you know the level of detail that we have in terms of putting our examples into context So like you can just make up a friend if you don't want to use our stories like, yeah, yeah if you, if you don't want to indicate who exactly it was um I do think it's a good a good strategy to tell friends and family like uh ah, this happened and I hated it so If you know that you're going to be in a situation where they're introducing you to people, like, help them help you because, you know, I've shared with friends that I had the mother of a friend who was just way really, I think, trying to take care of me but just doing it in all the wrong ways. And that way they can kind of relate to their family. Should I come over for dinner or whatever, like, don't ask Christy if she is okay having whatever food. Like, she will take what she knows what to eat. Like. You don't need to lay out anything special for her because I don't have any allergies. Like it just, it just kind of depends. I'll make a decision. I'll make like a game day decision based on how my blood sugars are looking, how much of whatever I can have, like any other person with type one, like we kind of just have to roll with it. Um, But it's, I think a, a good way to kind of be proactive is use examples. You can use our stories or whatever, but I think to avoid, some situations getting like too out of hand if you know that you're staying someplace else or something like that. Just kind of giving an indication of, you know, I've had this said to me in the past, didn't really work for me. So if you just want to pass along to like our host for the weekend, whatever, like Mm -hmm. give someone else a job, you do enough.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think that, you know, like this chronic illness, there's no one size fits all to any way to handle these things. Like this is just kind of what we've gleaned in the past, what? How long have you had it now, Christy? Seven years? Eight, eight? years? Twenty
1: twelve. Summer of twenty twelve. Oh, so this Whoa. will be my this will be my ten year this summer. Mazel tov. On Ju- July, I like was in a coma, so I don't remember the exact day. <laughs>
0: Head back to season um, one, episode one, to hear that harrowing story, and I do not recommend listening to that story if you were recently diagnosed. <laughs> I'll
1: get the exact date. My mom knows, because honestly, speaking of donuts, I should get myself something to celebrate. Maybe I'll get a cake. I want a cake. Do it now. up now. Do I want a cake.
0: Yeah, I always want cake.
1: I deserve that. Um, yeah,
0: so I'm celebrating my anniversary, and by celebrating, I mean surviving. <laughs> That's really how I get through these. I don't really celebrate, um, but I did want to say one more thing, like. When you were saying about how – asking what we can and can't eat, I actually am like all for – I mean I don't request people ask. Like I don't request to know what's for dinner before agreeing to go somewhere. But if I know we're having – like someone wants to order in Chinese food, like I'll probably eat before just because Chinese food really specifically sends me over the edge shugs wise. But I think, you know, the, it's those comments for me that really get my goat. It's like, oh, can you eat or like, should you be eating that? Like when it's already in my mouth, I'm like.
1: Dude. Oh, you're right. Let me spit this out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank God you said something like, oh, no, it's not an allergy. It's, it's life. <laughs> so, Anywho, on that note, this has been another ranting edition of Emily and Christie take <laughs> on diabetes ignorance. Uh, If you liked what you heard and you made it through this episode, power to you, uh, <laughs> hoping that we, we can get you guys to come back and listen to another episode. We have some exciting guests coming up in the pipeline, including a certain new mother who is Miriam and so Mama excited Miriam. to hear about her pregnancy journey. Um, so thank you guys for listening. Definitely check us out on Instagram at pancreas underscore pals on Facebook at pancreaspalspp. Um, slide into our DMs on both. Hit us up on our email, which is pancreaspals123 at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. We love hearing ideas on what we should cover. And we really love your very sweet and frequent messages about how the podcast has helped you. It really warms our cold, cold diabetic hearts. <laughs> so actually, Christy has a very warm heart. So I'm just talking about myself. Ooh, and smooth um, hands. I just took off the glove. Oh, thank God. So <laughs> we'll be sure to send a picture. Um, okay, guys. I hope that you come back for another episode. And thanks so much, Christy.
1: My pleasure. Happy to be here. Bye, everyone. Have a great week. Bye.
0: Today's episode was brought to you by U.S. Med Supply. Thanks for listening. Hey, Christy, have you heard of U.S. Med Supply? I think I've seen a commercial for it. It's a medical supply company, right? Yeah, but apparently they're the number one distributor for Freestyle Libre Systems nationwide, the number one specialty distributor for Omnipod Dash, and the number one fastest growing tandem distributor nationwide. Plus, they're rated as the number one distributor in Dexcom customer satisfaction surveys.
1: Ooh, sounds like something I need to check out. Do they partner with most insurance companies?
0: Yep, and they'll even help us get set up and work with our insurance companies so we don't have to spend hours on the phone.
1: The actual dream.
0: Right? We and all of our pals can head to usmed.com backslash pals or call 888-721-1516 to sign up now.
1: Already on their website.